So here on Tronversations tonight, uh, I'm here with uh, Sean and Lauren, and we have um, heard, I guess, associate and alumnus, uh, Dan Pedroza. Uh, so uh, welcome, Dan. And uh, yeah. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate being called an alumnus. I'm still part of the herd. I'm still on the Facebook forums and groups, so I haven't, I haven't left. I'm still there. <laughs> and still on uh, Zwift Power, the number one ranked herd rider. <laughs> I think it depends on how you look, uh, but yes. <laughs> so first question, what's everybody drinking? Dan? How about <laughs> what did everybody drink? Okay, I, I had dinner a little while ago, and this is a city orchard. Um, it's a cider, the cherry cider, the cherry red cider. Yeah, um, my wife loves different ciders. We have an Austin East Ciders um, locally, and so we're always trying something different in the, in the cider family. Awesome. Interesting. So... I have a black IPA called Ooh. The Murder of Crows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, in honor of our Murder of Crows in the TTT, I, uh, I figured I'd throw that one out here tonight. Savage. Yeah, Sean and I are both on a cocktail train. Uh, the orange tree in my front yard actually produced oranges. So I was like, I want an old fashioned. So I'm drinking oh, an old fashioned with yes. oranges from my front yard. It's delicious. That's awesome. Great. I want to join you guys. Craig you? is uh, shocked that they're, <laughs> they're like oranges growing right now. So we, we have an absolute heat wave this week. Um, so it was two degrees today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Positive. And we're talking in Celsius, yes? Yeah, that's Celsius. Yeah. So just above freezing. So I guess that would be like what 35. 34, 35. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh yeah, that that's so it was above zero or above freezing almost all this week. Um until this week, there'd only been one day this year that had been above freezing. And yeah, Sean, no what are you drinking? I, I'm just happy that we we have oranges. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I made a gin and tonic with uh, some of the Nika coffee gin, which is one of the, it's a Japanese distillery that makes some really interesting, that, that gin's got like uh, yuzu and, you know, a bunch of Japanese botanicals. So it's really good. Very, yeah, very tasty gin it's and tonic. Definitely shown up in my pictures of what gins do I have in our Zone 17 chat? <laughs> zone 17 chat is amazing. <laughs> well, and Zone 17, real quick uh, digression, since I didn't get to talk about it on the other podcast, I'm time traveling today for those of you listening to both episodes. Uh, Zone 17 had four teams this week in the TTT for the first time ever. Yep. And we are actually going to try and field a women's uh, team, women's only team next week, which is incredible. It's Zone 17. So the like 630 PST is a neglected time zone for a lot of rides. So it's been really fun to have that growing. And we're chatty, yeah. very chatty. That's our time frame for, for our division ZRLs. We're, we're the last zone, so yeah. last division. So, yeah, I get it. It's past my bedtime when we usually start the races, but it, it is what it is. Because you're on yeah. central time. I right. flip-flop yeah. for, uh, for ZRL. I'm either uh, APAC or Atlantic or America's West. So Freakishly early or maybe a bit too late. Yep. <laughs> it's not freakishly early. It's only 5.30. <laughs> Uh, it's fine <laughs> wow so uh i guess let's yeah let's talk about zrl dan you've been absolutely <laughs> crushing it uh i was I, I initially was just looking at your your page and seeing like great result after great result thinking oh it's west coast time you know it's probably not that many people racing but it's it's a big field too I mean, there are some heavy hitters that are in there. I don't, I don't know. If, 
you know, the last couple of weeks we had a, there's a team in there who's like sitting in fifth or sixth place in the overall standings called so Isetta. And Isetta, um, one of their strongest guys just got COVID. So they had a stand-in and the stand-in has been Brett Boniface. Well, <laughs> I know Brett Boniface. Uh, Brett's been kind of, you know, MIA for a little while, but he came back to start racing ZRL. And then this week and last week, he brought um, another buddy of his. And did you, did you see who he brought for? Uh, he's he's a, a legitimate premier league racer um, to join them. So the, we've, we've had a couple of heavy hitters these last couple of races. And yeah, it's, it's not easy. We're not the fastest division, obviously, but, you know, we're still busting our ass. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like every every one of the divisions still has some people who are pushing out just insane numbers uh, at the top. You know, the top of B is really hard for everyone. The top of yeah, the top of every category yeah. is yeah, just- it's different. It's different dynamics. You know, uh, the the B racers they have their own race dynamic that makes it very hard. Um, the A's have to contend with, you know, guys who are competing to, for a spot in the premier league. And, you know, these guys are just ridiculously strong and they used to be premier league. They were kind of bumped down or, you know, their team got bumped down. And so we have to deal with them. Um, so yeah, it, I, I don't care if you're A, B, C, or D, uh, the challenges are, are there. And it's no difference, you know, from Atlantic to, EMEA to the uh, to East and West, you know, the America's East is ridiculously strong too. And that that's one that I would like to race in only because it's a couple hours earlier. So I don't have to go to sleep at 1130 every night. Um, but, you know, I, I love my time slot mainly because of my team. They're all Pacific Northwest guys in Canada. So, you know, I don't mind staying up and starting a race at 845. And apparently it suits me. I kind of like racing at night. Um, but I, what I was telling Sean earlier before, before um, was I, I cater my week strictly towards Tuesday for ZRL. Um, you know, I screwed up my one week when I raced against Noah going up Innsbruck <laughs> because I don't, I don't race on Fridays. I don't, I, I, I don't race on Fridays anymore because Saturday mornings, is our, our race recon. The, ex, the uh, Electric Spirit group has a race at 10 o'clock Central Time, and they attract some heavy hitters, but they purposely do the ZRL recon course. So I like to make sure that I'm fresh for that. So I race that on Saturday morning, and then on Sunday, I won't do a darn thing. I'll walk my dogs, uh, you know, we'll go to the park, and then on Monday, I'll do a quick light spin. On Tuesday, it's an all-day event. I watch what I eat. I'm watching what I'm drinking. You know, I'm making sure that I'm stretching and doing all this preparation for 8:45. And then it's just throw down on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, it's just back to oh my god, what did I just do? Recovery. Yeah, Thursday is is time trial. You know, if you can, and then just repeats, and we just keep going through that. So yeah, it's all geared towards Tuesday. This is my general plan. So inspiration, although I like to do much like really long rides on Sundays. So yeah, I'm allowing. For yeah, that. I, I, miss, I miss the long outdoor rides, you know, but it's winter time. So I'm, I'm not doing a whole lot of outdoor riding right now. I miss it, but you know, uh, it works. Most of my long rides are also inside. I'm trying to get outside <laughs> more, but she's. She's one of the insane people who can do like five hours on a trainer. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think like two, two, maybe three hours is, is my max. And, and it's because I'm too lazy to go out and get a proper saddle for my indoor bike. Mm. I, I kind of, I keep it uncomfortable so that I don't have to go over an hour or two hours on this saddle. <laughs> it's fair. So what, it, what do you, you were saying you cater everything around your Tuesday. Do you fuel a certain way on Tuesdays to really make sure you're, you're ready to go for the race? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, you know, the, the older that you get, you realize that 
you know, you're not in your 30s or 40s anymore. You can't eat whatever you want and then expect to burn it off and feel good come race time. Um, you know, I'm I'm 51 now, and I, I make points of eating properly for breakfast. I'll eat chicken and rice for lunch. You know, I'm drinking four bottles of water during the day, mm-hmm. and then. In the evening, uh, like this last Tuesday, again, we had chicken and rice. It, it, it was simple. We went to Chipotle of all places. I don't know if you know what Chipotle is, but oh, yeah. it's a burrito. The burrito place, you know, yeah. and we had a bowl with, with chicken and rice. And I didn't eat the whole thing because I still had, you know, two hours before the race. Uh, I, yeah, I pay attention to everything. I wish I did that every day, though, because I, <laughs> I, I didn't do that last night before our time trial. And I paid dearly for it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bad race last night. So yeah, even that's that's a thing for everyone. Even really high-powered, amazing racers have bad days. <laughs> so yeah, Dan, yeah. how do you how do you recover from or how do you, I guess, contextualize or think about your bad days and keep going? Um I I think about why did that happen? What what did I do wrong setup wise? What I do wrong um, warm up wise, but I, I knew right from the get go, we have our, our own WhatsApp group with my team. OMG. OMG is, Oh my God, they killed Kenny. And so we, we have our, our own Those WhatsApp group. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, uninitiated, our- a South Park joke. Just go watch South Park. If you're too young. That's right. It is a South Park reference. <laughs> we, we do South have Park a, a thing. Like people a are too young for Be- Yes, probably it's still go. I don't know. Our second team is OMFG. They said Cartman. And so we're not quite as fast as Kenny, but that's our B team. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for a women's team, by the way, is, uh, oh my God, they kissed Wendy. But that's it, you know, if you're uh, interested in that one. <laughs> well, maybe, Anyways. maybe if I become a herd alumna. Come on, we'll we'll take you on. We're 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 taking applications now for the. Oh my God, they kissed Wendy. So anyhow, on, on our WhatsApp, um, in the morning, I, I sent a message saying, you know, I I don't know what I'm doing. I I can't believe that I'm, I've actually eaten two bowl two cereal bowls of uh, frosted mini wheats because I I know it, it sounds dumb, but I rarely drink milk nowadays. You know, my wife hates milk. So that means I hate milk just yep. by association. So, but I, I have it at work in case, you know, I can't stop to get breakfast. So I had two bowls of cereal. I knew that milk was going to wreak havoc on me. And <laughs> anybody lactose intolerant knows that. So it, it did, but I, yeah, yeah. So I got past that. And then at night um, for dinner, I had a, I, I did a repeat of, a, of the, one of the office episode, office episodes where mm-hmm. Michael Scott has a, a bowl of, of fettuccine Alfredo before that 5k run where he does the, <laughs> the, the cure for rabies. I had a mushroom spaghetti with a very thick white cream sauce and I'm eating it thinking, my God, you're being Michael Scott all over again. And, you know, he goes through the whole cramps and he throws up. And so I'm getting on the, on the bike for the team time trial. And I know this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well at all. And about nine, nine miles into it, I had to drop out. I was getting, I was getting, I haven't gotten a cramp, you know, a side stitch in yep. years. I don't get those anymore, but it started on my right side and it moved all the way over to the left side as well. And I said, guys, I'm out, I'm out. So yeah, that was my big mistake. But I, yeah, I, I, I try to look at and see what did I, what did I do wrong to, you know, create a bad race or a bad day. Yeah. And, and you definitely have, <laughs> you narrowed it down for yesterday. <laughs> I gotta know now. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because you race, you race late. I don't race late because there's no way I would be able to sleep and I have to wake up relatively early. Um, And of the folks who are on this call, especially for ZRL, it's really interesting because we race at all different times of the day. If Craig's early right now, I race at EMEA, which my time is 1115 in the morning. Sean races at four. And then I guess for you, Dan, your time, you're racing at like 845. Yeah. 845. Yep. So the, the strategies are different. Craig's like, yeah, every race is fasted because he just wakes up and races. <laughs> like, I, I could not do that. 
that would not be good planning for me. It but. would be terrible for me as well. I would <laughs> I would be throwing up the things that are not in my stomach. <laughs> so I guess uh, for, for me, and, and this is a, a bit of a, a switch, I guess, from uh, from what you're saying. Uh, if I'm focusing on anything uh, as far as Zwift racing, it's I'm doing it for fun. Um, but uh, I'm focusing more on HWR and ah. ZRL is for fun. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, the, I mean, that's, it, I mean, so I guess it's HWR, I'm racing everybody who shows up, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I took a run at trying to get to A last year. I, I, I'm trying to get back to that again now. But yeah, I'm I'm in racing in B two in uh, in Atlantic. I'm like, nah, I'm not I'm not keeping up here either. But <laughs> no, I, I get it. I mean, I did it really fast. Yeah, I missed the herd racing league. I mean, I I did I I put in my time. I I've raced full seasons there, the summer leagues and such. And yeah, they they were a lot of fun. Um, they just, they're not part of my week schedule right now, you know, from, yeah. from Same. Tuesday to Tuesday, it, it just interrupts it. And uh, again, I don't know why I jumped to that stupid Innsbruck race, but I did. And it ruined my, <laughs> it ruined my Saturday. So, actually, Dan, I, I want to jump back. So we started, we were talking about this right before we started recording and uh, you were talking about uh, what happened when you were racing that and uh what Noah did for tactics and <laughs> tactics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his tactic was beat everyone in a submission as early as possible and then just have his own little separate ride. Um, did you all race that? You all were in that race, weren't you? I know Sean was. I did. Okay. It was Saturday morning. I, but... I, I had a, a good time waving goodbye to everyone. I was I was just coming back from COVID, and I was like, I can't even stick at the stick with the first group until the base of the climb. So bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's had their their bout with COVID. I had my bouts um, the the previous ZRL season. I I got hit with it. Yeah. But any, any, anyhow, so you're in that race, and if you're listening to the broadcast or even watching, um, you you saw Max Max Shemansky take off and he's you know he's got a couple of seconds on us and we're thinking he's kind of feeling pretty froggy here um so we get to the base of the climb and we we reel in max pretty quickly but then as soon as it starts to turn up noah his numbers turn orange <laughs> what are you doing okay orange means you're eight watts per kilogram plus and he was at like 12 or 13 oh my god he's He's literally sprinting away. And I think I, I can't let him go this early. So I start sprinting also after him. You know, I, th that was not a very gentleman move to make. You know, typically, you know, the A group, we're going to start fast and we're going to kind of play with each other, a little draft, and then someone's going to attack and take off. Well, he decided to attack and take off from the very base. He started to sprint. And so I started to sprint chasing him about – Two seconds later, we have seven seconds on the group, uh, which oh includes Patrick Schaefer. Yeah. And it kept climbing because he kept attacking. <laughs> and I thought, God, this is stupid. And I kept chasing after him. And, you know, it, I, I couldn't catch him. I tried to catch him. Um, and that was really dumb on my part. But I was between a rock and a hard place. I was like, OK, I chased Noah and I'm being chased by Patrick. So I've got to maintain this little middle point here and make sure I don't fall off. I'm not going to catch Noah, but Patrick can catch me. So that just kept it hard for the next, wow. you know, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. That was, wow. that was just a real hot race. It, it, it's actually, so when you said that before, I, I immediately jumped because I, I've done that in a cross country running race and <laughs> just kind of looked around and like, okay, who am I race? Okay. I'm looking at him. Like, <laughs> guy who'd beaten me by a few seconds and a half marathon a while ago or a couple of weeks before i'm like i think i want to hurt more than you do today <laughs> so yeah go through the first first uh 1500 or the first kilometer a little at 1500 meter pace and then speed up oh, and, man. yeah so so when you were racing cross country how long were the races 
So that one, um, three or five, five to 10 K. Yeah. So okay. that one okay. was mm. a little over six, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I ran cross country when I was in high school, but I wasn't good at cross country at all. I mean, I was a track and field guy. I did cross country for, for training, but I did not make, you know, the varsity team. I traveled with them as supports. And I, and I worked out with them, but I was not good at cross country, but I loved the tactics and the mind games that the cross country runners would play on each other. Okay. That, we're, that getting, we're getting to the question that I wanted to go back to. I have two. So one is like, yeah, so you were starting, you were an athlete in high school. So I want to talk about that. And then like when you got on Zwift and joined the herd, so we'll get there. And just but like how you found like, so yeah, you cycle you you find the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, high school. Yes. It, it was, it was track and fields and cross country that, I mean, track was my thing. I was, I was a, a high hurdler, an intermediate hurdler and yes. a high jumper. Yes. Not high, high jumper, but high fives. hurdles. Yeah, she can, she high jump, high jump when you're five foot tall doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm very short. Sean should stand up. You could see, but I am 155 centimeters, five, one, very short. So, but that, but that works out for you well now. <laughs> Racing bikes depends. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, but the funny thing was in, in in high school, when I was a senior in high school, I got chickenpox, mm. and yeah, at the beginning of the track season, and it wiped out my oh. track season. So I, I was I was getting letters from um local universities hey we want you to come uh, and yeah. run for us and then my season got shot down the tubes because i got chicken pots <sighs> so i met with uh, with the coach at uh, at utep where i went to college and he said you know i i still would like you to run for me but i want you to be a decathlete he's mm-hmm. like you're, you're not you're not the best high jumper but you're a good high jumper you're not the best hurdler but you're a good hurdler you're not the best 400 runner, but you're a good 400 runner. And he said, you put all these things, these things together and that's a lot of points. Yeah. And I told, I told him, yeah, but you have to pull vault too. <laughs> and I said, and I said, uh-uh. <laughs> I so tried I, to learn and got injured immediately once I got to college. I, it broke out my first, my freshman college track season because I injured myself immediately trying to learn how to pole vault. So I'm, yeah. uh, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some pole vault accidents happen. I was like, that is not me. I I am. That's not where I'm going. So, I had a, a brief introduction to bikes at that point because the guys that I used to quit, uh, race cross country with in high school, you know, we've all graduated high school from this point, and a lot of those guys started doing triathlons. And mm-hmm. one of them, his name is Tommy. He invited me on a on a triathlon training uh, ride and run. So. I, I went out and I bought my, my first uh, bike. It was, it was a Schwinn Prelude back in 1989. And I paid like $350 for it. And I still have it. It is in my garage. I need to go and, and I, yeah, I still have that thing. Um, anyhow, we went for like a 20-mile ride and then a three-mile run afterwards. And the first time that you ever run after riding a bike, is, <laughs> it's comical. You know, I, I, I collapsed, you know, because I was using muscles that I wasn't using before uh-huh. and it, it's almost embarrassing, but we did a three mile run afterwards. And I thought, you know, I like the bike part better than this, than this run. So I kept on the bike and I had that for only a couple of years until I moved to Austin. When I moved to Austin, I grew up in El Paso, Texas, by the way. And I, so I moved to Austin, I brought my bike with me, but it just hung in my garage. And I didn't do anything with it. I actually played a lot of indoor and outdoor volleyball, uh, competitive volleyball for about 10 years. And then um, what got me back into riding bikes was a buddy of mine at this automotive shop that I worked at. He, uh, He went to the doctor and he was told, hey, look, you have health issues here and we need to get you on a bike. We need you to start getting back in shape again. So he asked me to join him on a, on a bike ride. It was, it was maybe 30 miles or 40 miles. And we were on these fitness bikes. Um, so we, we rode that. 
And that's where the addiction really started. We, ha- we had so much fun riding, you know, for 40 miles on these little flat bar fitness bikes. I went out and I bought my own because I borrowed his. I went out and I bought my own and I rode that for a little while. And then my first true road bike was actually a cyclocross bike. So I bought a cyclocross bike and immediately I joined the local club, bicycle sports shop uh, club. And the captain of the cyclocross team said, you don't buy a cyclocross bike and just ride it. Okay. That, that bike is supposed to be raced. So we're, we're going to bring you out to our next practice and we're going to throw you to the wolves, which is what they did. (laughs) So my first experience racing bikes was on cyclocross which all these road racers are looking at me like, what are you doing? You don't start, you don't start racing doing cyclocross. You you know, you do a couple of road rides as a cat five, and then you kind of dabble with cross in the off season. I I didn't do, I did it backwards. I I did cyclocross first and then kind of wound into road and, and criterium racing and such. But that was back in, I think 2011. In some ways, like, there, the upside of doing cyclocross first is you don't really have to have bunch skills. You don't have to be good, like weaving your way through a group. It's just how hard can I go and can I handle my bike? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And and think about that. You have, I mean, you go hard for anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour. What are Zwift races like? They're thirty minutes to an hour. Yeah. They're basically indoor cross races where yeah. you hit 180 red line and you hold that to the whole race, uh-huh. which is why I kind of like, you know, Zwift racing so much because it reminds me of what cyclocross is like. That, that's why I enjoy it, really. Were yeah, you on Zwift like, like early? Um, I think my first experiences with Zwift were late. To th- I, I, I looked this up. We had this talk on our OMG WhatsApp and I started, I think, uh, in late 2016, and my first race might have been in 2017 or so. Yeah, I've got your uh, ZP page up, and your first thing on here is uh, February 2017. There's some Tour of California things. Some Yeah, so like 2017, you started doing some racing. Yeah. And I, I, I was against doing it because I had no interest in doing Zwift races. I really didn't. And then I, I, I joined the Zwift the Academy. Okay. So the first Zwift Academy, they require you to do two races. So you have to do X amount of, of group rides. You have to do these workouts. And we, we have to make you do two races in order to graduate from the Academy. So I thought, fine, I'll do it. So I joined it. And I thought, okay, that was kind of fun. I didn't get my butt kicked as bad as I thought I was going to. And then from there, that's when I joined the herd um, and started doing a little bit more racing from there. And the majority of my races early on, they're, they're all pretty much herd races, uh, I, th- I think. If you're looking at the page, you might see a lot of herd racing league stuff on there. Yeah, the first thing, like, it looks like the first herd thing was actually, like, early 2019. There's some some what? group rides, training rides, and then... You, well, that's yeah. the start of the herd, Sean. Yeah. 2019? Yeah. Wow, did it really start then? Yep, January, January 2019 was the start wow. of the herd. And... All right. And your first... Uh, your first ride with the herd is a herd mellow monday group ride in january 2019 so awesome i feel like an og (laughs) yeah actually that's really funny dan because i uh i i stumbled across a uh a monday morning coffee with Corey ride in uh in early 2019 as well virtual high five again man birds of a feather (laughs) Right on. <laughs> wow. See, I need to pay attention more to the, the history of, of the herd. Yeah. And that's why I'm never going to leave the herd. You know, the, the reason that I, I really got um, involved with Zwift, because, you know, I, I was doing it just for, for training rides here and there, aside from my outdoor rides. But what really got me um, involved 
much more, I mean, going from outdoor to the indoor, uh, came in late 2018. And <clears throat> my wife had an accident where she had a mountain bike accident and she suffered uh, a triple stroke because of it. So mm. she had to, she had to stay home and I was afraid to leave the house. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I didn't want to leave her alone. So I started doing a lot more indoor riding, uh, with Zwift just for that reason. And that's when, you know, it just, it flipped a switch. I, I was uh, riding thousands of miles outdoors. And then when that happened, I started doing thousands of miles indoors now and herd herd was my connection uh for that herd is what kept me going for the most part sorry to be a downer but hey. <laughs> no 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 that's amazing no, I, I, like, I mean it's it, it's not a downer it's it, it's the, the the group giving support when you when you had trouble yeah. it, it, that, that that's the herd yeah. um it's uh i mean you say i i, I kind of found the herd in 2019, but I, I didn't really join. At that point, I was I was just a a Zwifter when I can't ride hard outside because it's all ice. Um, and then, uh, right. so you know, I, I joined for three months and then cancel, and then the next winter. Right. Um, but then <laughs> in, in 2020, I was uh, you know locked down. I joined. That's I found her racing league. And for me, that was like the big fun. It, it became fun. It became it, friends. Yeah. yeah. It, the, the buddies I raced with. Yeah. The team camaraderie is, is, is always there when it comes to the ZRL. I'm, I'm sorry, ZRL. <laughs> we have to cater to the UK crowd. Um, Do we? Well, well, no, I guess not. <laughs> we'll Maybe. talk about creams later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the camaraderie on the ZRL teams is is second to none, and you know if we, we have discussions on the Herd Racing League Facebook page, you know when when uh, James was starting to put together teams for the upcoming seasons, and it's like put your name in the hat, you know if you want to race, we'll put you in a spot, and you know I put my name in there, and you know what category I was and what time. Uh, what division I would race in America's West, America's East, and we could never put together a team. So I'm watching all these herd guys, you know, racing in their BCs and Ds, and we had nobody that would sign up for the A group. And that, and that really is the only reason that I stopped racing herd yeah. was because I got recruited by OMG. I said, Hey, we're, we need some, some racers here. We, we love racing with you. You want to join our, our team. So I said, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've even said if, uh, if Herd was able to get an, an A race team, you know, for America's East, America's West, you know, I'd definitely consider it. You know, I might, I might double up uh, and do both Herd and, and OMG, but yeah. OMG filled that spot. And so, you know, my team of, of OMG guys is, you know, it's family. They're, they're family to me. It's awesome. Yeah, I know we've got women who have upgraded to A, uh, folks on the Penguins teams. So I'm in a B Penguins for the herd chat. And there are two women who have been racing with Zsum because that's where they've been able to go. And so, yeah, they got recruited out of the herd. So it's it's that is happening because time zone wise, there's just not not a match for the A riders who are in the herd to actually. Yeah. And I'll, I'll admit that I'm, I'm going to want to steal one of the, the herd strong women. I, I got her involved in the first place. Carol, Carolyn DeFore, you know, uh, she raised, uh -huh. she raises herd of butterflies and herd of hummingbirds. Um, but she started doing the team time trials with me when I brought her in with the killer bees, because I was the captain of the killer bees oh, for a okay. long time. Okay. And so I brought her in and she got hooked right away. And I would love to grab her and put her on our, oh my God, they kissed Wendy team. So Carolyn, if you're listening, hey, <laughs> I'm going to be hitting you up pretty soon. <laughs> Actually, Dan, I, I, I might have a writer who I, I, I think is, uh, really wants to do ZRL, but can't find a ride. So we'll, uh, we might have to talk after. Send her my way. Absolutely. We're in. 
it we're we're really try, we're we're pushing hard to try and get Lauren upgraded to the the women's A's. Uh, and while there may be uh, an A, uh, an A women's team in EMEA that she could race with. What if, even if not, she'll, she'd probably still be able to race mixed C. Yeah. So I'm small enough that even if I get to A, I can race as a mixed C because there was a conversation on the herd Facebook page about this because of, yeah, being so small. Yeah, I will likely get to A in women's and still be a mixed C for a while. You know, if, if you're looking to, to get to that A, you know, you need to be doing the herd races this weekend going up Venta. Uh, Those are the races that, that bump your, your FTPs. I don't want to bump quite yet. Yes, that is that is definitely accurate. I Yes, you do. Uh, I need to, oh man, I have to, I do have to race. I'm racing Climber's Gambit. Um, and yeah, I need to do a race that has some segments because I've been off racing for two weeks to do workouts and I need to feel what it's like again to be in a race with points segments. So I'm probably going to skip half of Ventop. So what did you think of of last weekend's Temples and Towers race? I mean, that those segments on Temples and Towers were fantastic. I loved that race. Hi. Okay. I want to hear about that. I will say I didn't race that one. So my team is, my team has 10 people. And so we have to kind of spread out. Like we want to, we're right now, we are barely uh, by a point top of the division um, for B1 in uh, women's EMEA. And so we have to spread out. We have to make sure as many folks as possible get their four races in so that they can right. be available for playoffs. Yeah. So I was yeah. off last week, but I want to hear about, yeah, how you felt with Temples and Towers. Let's talk about that. Man, I honestly, I loved that course. I loved that race. I did two recon races before it. Nice. And if, if I hadn't done those recon races, I wouldn't have been prepared for it. And I went into that race knowing what I was going to do. And all of my power-ups lined up with how I wanted it to play out. Lucky. Um, I, no, it was totally lucky. Because I, I – <laughs> tell me about it. I, I did the race on – Four on- damn burritos. <laughs> I, I will make this joke again for some people who have heard it. That's the only time I wouldn't like burritos. Every other time, burritos are the best. But – I don't understand where on that course the burrito would have been a, a benefit for anybody. I, I don't a, understand it. It's Only a troll. At the finish line. It's if you're, WTRL if you're a super trolling. Strong sprinter at the finish line, but nowhere else. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. <laughs> there, there was no place uh, for a burrito in Temples and Towers. But, you know, I really enjoyed it because. Those three climbing segments, um, I called them. You, you you start with the first rooftop climb. That was that was your amuse bouche. Okay, that's your that's your appetizer. <laughs> hey, let's let's get rolling here. And then you're you're going towards the the castle uh, KOM. And the castle KOM, it's it's longer than I thought it was going to be because I'm not used to doing the full castle KOM. Most courses they do half of it and then it instead of turning left, you go straight and it continues on. But this one kept going, but I was expecting that. And I saw the typical attacks going. I thought, no, just wait, wait, wait. And this whole time, by the way, on the Kessel KOM, we're chasing Brett Boniface. Brett Boniface, (laughs) um, he decided to drop everybody and put 22 seconds on us heading to the Kessel KOM. We caught him. We caught him. And we didn't even allow him to get an FAL or an yep. FTS point. We we swarmed around him. Yep, that's yeah. amazing. Dang. <laughs> he must have been pissed because we just let him go. We said, let him dangle. Okay. If he gets 10 points, fantastic. But he's yep. not going to get the fastest of the segment, which is 20 points. Let him go. And he'll and be he's... fried for the temple. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. Wow. So we get through that and you, you remember how short the recovery is between the castle KOM and the start of the temple KOM. You've got maybe a couple of minutes to recover before you start that climb. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we start uh, 
that climb, no one's attacking yet. But in my mind, I'm thinking the top of this Temple KOM is the finish line. Okay. It, it really is. Because from the KOM top, of, you know, that, that banner to the finish is all recovery. You've got plenty of time to recover. So you better put out everything you have on this Temple KOM. And I had a steamroller uh, power up, which I held from the rooftop KOM. I didn't even use it for the castle. I thought I got a steamroller. I am holding on to the steamroller. I'm going to use it yeah. and as late as I possibly can for Temple. And towards the top of Temple, I was sitting in like ninth place, okay? Ninth position, about 15 seconds away from the guy who's leading, um, Elliot Holtum, and then a whole bunch of uh, OTR and Dirt Riot guys are in there in between. I hit that steamroller and I start sprinting and I motored by them so quickly. And I thought, oh my God, this is not a steamroller. This is a turbo. Uh And I went by- 30 seconds, isn't it? Yes. It lasts forever. 30 seconds? Dang. I always forget because that's such a rare power up. That's amazing. Yeah, I've never used a steamroller before ever in any other race. I've, I've never had an opportunity to. Yeah. And so I was watching the races beforehand throughout the day on Zwift Community Live. And I saw how long that the, the steamroller was lasting and how mm-hmm. people were just shooting off, putting gaps on people. Yeah. So I used that and I shot past everybody except for Holtum. Uh-huh. And I made, up to, I made it up to like four seconds up on Holtum. So we're doing the descent off of Temple KOM. And we, you know, we didn't talk to each other by text or anything, but I could feel like we're mentally telling each other, do we try and go off on our own one and two and hold off this little eight second gap that we have, uh-huh. or should we just let them catch us? <laughs> we sat up and let them catch us <laughs> it, because we, we both treated it like it was the end of the race. Everything you have, pour it all out, get to the banner. And then you have the rest of the race to recover for that final sprint. And we did just that. So it was a group of six of us that uh, finally got together for that last section down to the final sprints. Um, And that's what it came down to. I love that race just because there are so many different tactics at play and it's a video game. Okay. That's that steamroller is the only reason why I was with the front group. If I didn't have the steamroller, I probably would have finished like 13th or 14th. Yeah. Yeah. There was that race last season or one of the seasons in the S's. I never got a steamroller and I was just effed. I was effed. There was no way that I was getting anywhere near. And I think this was when I was racing women's B in the West coast. And the numbers are so low that I was just, there were no groups. There was, I was just done. So yeah, that's, that's the video game part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. And for some reason you have to have good karma to appease the Zwift gods <laughs> to make sure that they bless you with the proper power up. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. Craig, you're muted again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. So everybody, uh, everybody said that on when we, it was the beach Island loop was the course. And, yeah, and okay. uh, mm-hmm. the uh, everybody said that and we raced so that it was, it was APAC. That was before the Atlantic APAC split. Mm. And uh, so I, I was in the first race. And at that point, nobody knew that the steamroller was going to be such a huge thing. Um, so first uh, lap, I didn't have a steamroller. I, I think I, uh, I think I had a, uh, uh, the uh, arrow helmet and it was, uh, so I went, I went nuts on, on the climb. Like, you'd expect because it's, it's going to be a separation point. Yeah. And then I use the, uh, the helmet on the, uh, on the sprint and I got a pile of points on the first sprint because I went past everybody who had used the steamroller and it was, uh, so yeah, I got most of my points the lap. I didn't have the steamroller because I think <laughs> I had it the next two laps. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not, it was a, it was huge, but it wasn't, it wasn't as it wasn't as completely unable to be overcome as people made it out to be in the aftermath of that race. It was it was that it was unexpected. People didn't Fair. people didn't think it was going to be useful, and then it was the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is now what I consider to be the great separator. Mm-hmm. As long as there's somewhere with 
<laughs> with oh some gravel. So, <laughs> so I didn't race that one, but I DS'd for it. And the number of steamrollers that were dropped incorrectly was like, it made me cringe every time. I'm like, this is tarmac. What are you doing? Do you, what, what? No. Okay. Everyone I'm DSing for, don't do that. Please don't do that. Oh yeah. When I was starting, when we were starting to climb, I, I remember seeing just a ton of steamrollers going off. I'm like, yes, every one of you use them. Yes. Use them. I'm just going <laughs> to drop off you. You know, you're trying to just, you know, stay with the group, but use it up because we're going to use that against you towards the top of this climb. And, and yeah. sure enough, they, they fell off afterwards. So, oh, yeah. interesting post post race question for this. Uh, since this is the Pinktron, what was your bike choice for that course, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the color of it, but it was a Tron. Um, I have to go back. Uh, we just lost you guys for a second, so we didn't actually hear what you uh, said. And we're recording, so. <laughs> so Dan went, uh, Dan was Pink Tron, and I was Athos and Millie's. Ah. And why? Why was I Athos and Millie's? Because, mm. so when we did Chain Chomper last season, I've, I kind of learned that it doesn't matter what bike you have on the flats. Um, if you're in the draft, you're in the draft. It really and matters if you're on a gravel bike. <laughs> no so it didn't the gravel bike was the right bike to ride the whole way around on chain chomper um the uh strong but, disagree but go ahead well i'm i'm actually gonna agree with craig on that one yeah I, I you guys like, are you guys are strong enough yeah. to make that work yeah yeah but uh no it's um so i mean i i haven't been training great the last you know nine ten months uh, i'm down on power in b and i need every bit to stay with a group on on those climbs um and mm -hmm. i was the last guy to make the group on both of the first two climbs i finished way further ahead having the going climbing than i would have going arrow nice mm -hmm. you see you you did that based on what your strengths were at the time okay you needed that climbing bike yeah. to stay with the front group and I, I i was debating you know is the climbing bike the right bike but my thoughts were i need a good sprinting bike i know that if i'm going to be up front i need to be able to put down you know power on a fast bike that can get some points to these segments so and that's really why i went with a, a tron over a climbing bike and I don't have, you know, the, I, I can't believe I still don't have Millie's and that pisses me off. But, you know, I, I used uh, an Amanda with zip 202s for Innsbruck because that's my best climbing bike, but I, that would not sprint at all against these, these guys, you know, for the, the banner points. Well, and yeah. so people were asking me before the, before, and I said, I'm going full climbing, but I'm not, I'm not going to be top 10. I'm not getting points on any of these segments. I'm trying mm. to finish as best I can. Yeah. Um, right, if you're right. going for points, the top of each one of those climbs is flat. Go Tron. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that, that, I th that was the call. That was the call for that course. Yeah. 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 If, and if we don't, not everybody has to talk about this for next Tuesday, but my bike choice for ZRL is probably just going to be Tron again, because I'm not trying to get points. There's, it is highly unlikely with B women for me to get points in climbers gambit on Epic reverse. It's that's not going to happen. I'm going to be going for, and anyone who's listened to both episodes, I already said this, but I'm going to be going all out to try and get points on that sprint and the short climb in Titans Grove. And so Tron is just what I'm going to need to kind of hang on. And I'm not at 42 yet, so I don't have the good disc wheels. So that's my bike choice, like strategy, but yeah. there'll be different strategies. It'll be really kind of cool. So I'm actually considering uh, trying to attack uh, bef right before Epic KOM in order to extend the time for the, uh, for the, the top B's beyond 20 minutes. So that they <laughs> nice. Yes. And Craig publishes this episode, not until after Tuesday. So apologies <laughs> if this episode is late. <laughs> yeah. The jury's still out for me on what bike to use for climbers gambits. Yeah. 
Well, um, so, so this is a question that I wanted to ask you earlier. You were saying that when, when you were doing the recon for this past week, you came up with a plan and things went exactly as you'd hoped for the race. How do you approach going through a recon and figuring out how, how do I want this race to play out? That's a good question. Because if, if you are comparing, for example, temples and towers versus the, the previous park perimeter loop, which, you know, big deal, you're doing circles and there's a sprint in between there. There's not a whole lot to think about how it's going to play out. Um, but with temples and, and towers, racing strategy is something that you, you learn you know, after doing hundreds of races, where are your strengths? Where are the weaknesses? Where do you have recovery times? Where do you expect to string it out? Um, I just start thinking about all that. Um, if somebody attacks, do we let them go? If somebody attacks, do we have to bring them back in? Which is why we let Brett, you know, kind of dangle off the front for 22 seconds <laughs> up in front of us. Um, no one wanted to chase them because no one needed to chase them. And, and we knew that. Um, I, I consider wh who is taken off, what team they're racing for. Our biggest nemesis right now is Dirt, is dirt Riot. So if Brett had been Dirt Riots, you can bet we would have had a team of four or five OMG chase him down and bring him back because we didn't want him to get the 10 points for, you know, first cross the line. Um, but we saw he was from Iseta, so we didn't worry about that. So, you know, we, we think about who is doing the attacking, who's got the strengths and weaknesses, who do we expect to get the, the points and the climbs? Um, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking about when I'm doing the recons. Does your team have a DS to help with that kind of stuff or? We normally do. Um, J.R. Wolford is a really good DS. I mean, he's, he's got that really calm, soothing voice. <laughs> you know, Dan, you're up. G, you're next. Lou, you're on deck. <laughs> Hey, you know, we're, we're huffing and puffing and yeah. he, he, he says, nice, don't forget to drink boys. <laughs> okay, dad. Thanks. Um, but yeah, he lets us know normally, but he wasn't available um, to DS for us this time around. Yeah. So one of our, yeah, but one of our racers, G uh, he uh, he's got a whiteboard that's, you know, he's got all the notes on that whiteboard and he's got the, the kilometer marks with this uh -huh. and, you know, he, he's got all that. And he kind of, we, we talked to each other during the race, but yeah, we didn't have a DS this last Tuesday, but we, we usually do. Yeah. So do you, do you focus? So you said, you know, your weeks are all focused on ZRL. Are your years focused around when these ZRL seasons are going to be? Are you peaking for, you know, this is the season and I'm going to really get in the best fitness now? Or are you just like trying to keep real good all year? I, yeah, my, one of my biggest fears is simply losing fitness. You know, I don't try to peak at any one time. You know, I just try to stay in shape. The, the worst or the lowest that I've been was, was last year. You know, when I, I did get hit uh, with that, that virus, you know, that the starts of, of ZRL and yeah, you lose, you lose fitness there and, you know, you have to work hard to get it back. But now that I've got it back, all I'm trying to do is just maintain that flat line. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to peak at any one time. I just want to, you know, race into fitness and, and maintain. That's it. And so do oh, yeah. you, does your general week looks look pretty similar throughout the year we'll see <laughs> you know when zrl is over this season yeah. i don't know um because i don't know what other well okay i take that back i, I kind of have an idea you know when zrl is over i typically will race the uh the wednesday night cycling canada uh race mm -hmm. series because that's always very strong um, I'll probably go back to trying to race the Oh My Crit series on Saturday mornings. Um, if I've got anything left from that, I'll try to get in a, a herd race, you know, either late Saturday or the early Sunday morning race. Um, I'll just look around and see where the strong races are. Yeah. 
and I'll try to focus on that. But I, I, I expect to probably be focusing on the Saturday morning Oh My Crit race because that's the one where that's the one where you get stronger. Those guys will beat you like a redheaded stepchild, but but you get rank points for it. You get stronger. Your FTP goes up, and it, it's just worth it. And so you're so you're mainly focusing on maybe one race series and then doing a, a couple other things to kind of support that. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yes. Cool. That's kind of Sean's kind of coaching me right now. Kind of. He is. So he's, he's putting me through some of those. Yeah. I'm, I'm focusing on specific things and yeah, that's been interesting because I haven't had a coach since I did college track 20 years ago. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I say it's really funny because I think Sean and I talked about that during the 45 minutes we had to fill while avatars climbed the uh, half of Ben top on their own. Pretty similar training philosophies. Two or three hard days. Yeah. Whether they're races or workouts or whatever, like, uh, I had two VO2 max workouts this week. <laughs> and maybe one more tomorrow. <laughs> There's a, there was an Instagram post by, uh, I, I think it was, was next, you know, the team next needs to be insured. Um, so they, they post a couple of videos every, every now and again for, for their racing tips. And I think it was yesterday they posted, um, you know, their racing tips. Like, Hey guys, you know, you, don't be racing every day. Don't be doing a race on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Right. You, you don't grow that way. You're, you're not training your body properly. Do a race on Tuesday and then maybe another race on Friday or Saturday. And that's it. Yep. Because if you don't take advantage of the rest days and the spin days, you're, you're not benefiting your body at all. And I, I've, I think the older that I've gotten, the more I kind of take that to heart the rest days really do matter. It's such a huge part of any training plan. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I see so many people stuck at, you know, kind of two thirds of the way through C or two thir- or halfway through B and they're racing seven, you know, four or five times a week. I'm like, Oh, I think you could do better. But it's, but it's, yeah. yeah their motivation. Yeah. If you're well. doing it for fun. And so that's the yeah, thing. Like we, yeah. like we have different motivations potentially than some of the people who are racing that much. Like some of my motivation, my, my like it, treats now are, Hey Lauren, you get to ride four hours. And I'm like, sweet four hours, real slow. And other people I ride with them when I'm doing this and they're like, I hate this. This is so boring. And I don't want to do th-. And I'm like, this is great. I'm just like chilling. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I got to say, I have focus problems sometimes with that too, but uh, definitely this year, uh, buying the fat bike and going out on the trails on the snow is absolutely reinvigorated my, my zone two rides. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it does to whatever activity you're doing to get you yeah. to those zone two, zone one, zone threes, um, yeah. take, take advantage of them. You know, I, I said earlier that I typically don't do anything on Sundays, which is not true. I, I don't sit on the couch, you know, with a potato. Um, I'll actually go out to uh, uh, my father-in-law's property with our dogs and I'll let them run around and let them chase me on my mountain bike. So I'll be on my mountain bike just kind of spinning nice. and they're chasing me and I'm chasing them. So it's, it's a good way to get the heart rate a little up. But you're n- by no means are you doing a workout. Yeah. That, that's just not happening. So do, do something. Yeah, no, that, that's great. I'm trying to think. We missed something. I don't think we did. I think that's a that, that's a that's a great talk. Yeah. And thanks yeah. a lot for coming. Any Absolutely. any other any other big goals you got you got lined up or? <sighs> you know, uh, I, I I actually met this season the goals that i had previously set and i haven't set anything new and that that goal was getting into the top 10 in zrl for one um my my best finish previously was like 10th place and so i met that i thought okay i also want and this is all stupid personal stuff but i want to get underneath 100 for a ranking you know just 
just to see, you know, in the yeah. 90s, how cool would that be? Yeah. So this last race um, with ZRL did that for me. So I was like, yes, okay, I'm, a, I'm, I'm back to where I want to be. I'm happy. You know, let's just keep on racing and have fun. And the best part about that is it, it takes off any pressure that you have. It's like, yeah. now I'm just racing. I'm just racing for fun. I know I'm in shape. I'm enjoying it. I don't have to have anxiety and stress leading into a race. And that's the best part about it. Right. I'm trying to get there. The, <laughs> and age-wise, age-wise, I'm also very inspired because I, when I abandoned competitive sports 20 years ago, I never thought I would do it again. I never thought it yeah. would be something. And, and the fact that like seeing so many people on Swift doing so well, it's, and yeah, this is super cool. That's really, really neat. Do you know what the best, the, the best thing that you can do to up your game if you really want to get that A? And I thoroughly believe this for, for anybody who's racing Zwift mm-hmm. is you have to learn how to sprint. Um, you can't be, <laughs> I know, you, you can't be a really strong climber. You know, you can't be in, you know, 50 kg or 56 kg, be really lightweight and small and climb like a goat you have to have a sprint because 80 to 90% of these races are all sprints at the finish. It's not a, a, a KOM finish. Yeah. So if you're only putting out, yep. and, I'm, and I'm speaking, but you know, in, in the A terms, if you're only putting out 800, 900 Watts, that's not going to do it. Yeah. You, you've got to get over that hump and you have to learn how to put the power down when you need it, because that's where the points come from. That's where the rankings come from. That's where, your, your, your category boost comes from is learning how to sprint. And I had an epiphany when I learned how to sprint because yeah. I couldn't sprint worth a damn. Um, when I used to be racing the, the Austin driveway crit series on Zwift a couple of years ago, I was always finishing like 10th, 11th, 12th, mm. but a, a good friend of mine, uh, he races for Wahoo Lacole, Joel Carroll. He used to stream his races and I would study his streams after the races. And this guy puts out 1,400, 1,500 legitimate watts. I mean, he is a beast. Um, and I would watch his technique on the trainer. I thought, my God, this guy's going to break his bike. <laughs> That's but, cool. Yeah, but it works for him. Yeah. I thought, okay, if he's going to start doing that, I'm going to start doing that. So I started yeah, doing that. Awesome. But, and, and, it just, and it just works. That's my, that was my epiphany for, for sprinting. Yeah, I had yeah, an I epiphany. Don't know if you've heard... Uh, <laughs> Tim Rush has said many times, um, if you want to learn how to sprint, buy a BMX bike. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean 30 yeah. second races. Yeah. And you that's, do it the cadence, times the a training. race a, a day. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is super smart. I mean, those guys are like watching Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> going back and forth over these humps. It's just, I mean, yes. I, I would agree with them there. Learn to spin and push some big, big watts. Yeah. No, I, so I started uh, with my kids a couple of years ago, uh, BMX racing, and it's it's an absolute hoot. And yeah, you learn how to sprint. Are you still doing it? Yeah, it's a, it's awesome. Wait. Is, is Becca still doing it? I don't know. I think so. Uh, so I, I talked to her about her bikes and stuff. So I, I talked to her not too long ago about swapping a crank set. So I'm pretty sure she's, uh, she's still okay. going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, she's gone, gone into a cave, so I can't keep up with if she's doing that by BMX still or not, but yeah. I don't think she is right now. She's in a, a, a pretty serious base phase. She's, she's looking to peak. So she's in a serious base phase right now. All right. All right. She's off the hook then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, cool. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate that. This is a lot of fun. Great to have you. And uh, very much, as much as uh, I know you're happy with where you've ended up with, uh, with OMG. Um, it, yeah. I think, I think it's a goal for, uh, for me and James and Becca and a bunch of other people to, to try and have a place for the guys to get to A in the herd to stay in the herd too. Just had another so, upgrade yeah. today. Yep. Yeah. Oh, right. You were talking about that on comms. Yeah. 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 Bob, Bobby, uh, Bobby Edwards just upgraded and they're, you know, Brent's right on the edge. I feel like. Yep. It's getting, yeah. And, and women only too. So not just mixed. It's yeah. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. don't need a bunch of herd alumni. 
<laughs> I know. I, I I get it. You know, and that that's why you know I'm I always want to be an an alumnus of of the herd. I just kind of wish that you know the A's would would stick and stay because you know I it still rubs me kind of the wrong way. And yeah, this is going to be broadcast that some people uh, left to go to that other three le- three lettered team. Um, and they wanted me to go with them too. And I said, Nope, not going to do it. I, I, you know, I don't like how, how that went down. Um, I, I really wish that herd did have, uh, you know, A's across the divisions and not just in the UK. There's a right. lot of really strong riders in the UK and I, I would love to race with them on a team. Um, but it's, yeah, we, we just to, don't some, have to some degree, it's a chicken and egg thing where like, yeah. if you have one or two people upgrade at a time, they're just going to, find a place to ride because right. we still want to race like we're, yeah. we're doing this for a reason if people upgrade for zrl it's because they want to race zrl so they're going to find yeah. another team yeah. but the uh the atlantic the atlantic slash apac uh zone three for ttt right now it just inc- it's incredible with the so there was a bunch a bunch of guys all kind of joined together that ride outdoors together from florida mm-hmm. and just that was just kind of the salting the pot and then a few other guys joined and yeah the the herd of platypus is uh, a lot of fun and then now we've got the platypus and sharks uh, fight which is <laughs> i think it's been under a second or it's been it's under five seconds three or four oh, wow. in the past month and a half anyway dang. wow dang yeah 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 herd is just massive and so we've yeah. got we have herd takes all kinds so we have anywhere from a to folks who aren't even racing it's like yeah. And so it's, that's a lot of different types of things to fill, but I think we're getting there and will, and everyone's welcome. Yeah, it's getting there. When I first started doing the team time trials with the herd, uh, I was with the herd of roadrunners and we were like the, the last, um, the last race of the nights on, on Thursdays, uh, that's since gone away. And, but we only had like maybe 17 her teams at the time and now there's like what 117 how many are there now um so i think we are at uh what is it 59 zrl teams and i think we're around 50 ttt teams yeah that's ridiculous no sorry no we're not 50 no no sorry i i I, i'm mistake we're we're i think it's been high 30s up to 40 a couple times but i mean it varies every week so right yeah true But, uh, okay, yeah, so no you, you heard that if you're an a in the herd stay with the herd especially if you're in america's west or america's east let's put something together or come back <laughs> come back to come back that's a, yeah, yeah it's fine you can come back dan kevin yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah all good anyway no uh, thanks a lot dan it's Thank been uh, an absolute pleasure to talk to you and yeah. uh yeah, I, I know I've, I learned a lot and uh, I, I'm sure everybody else will. So thank you very much. You guys are very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Thanks Lord. <laughs> thank you. All right.